I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. And this is Roboism. A podcast about robots, technology, and isms, but mostly robots. And we have a guest today. Yeah. What? <laughs> Can you hear it? Unfortunately. <laughs> this is this is my uh, Kobo or Kuobo. I've heard it said both ways, but it is a it's it's a therapeutic uh, pillow. Hmm. <laughs> uh, for since I, I know this is great radio, but I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. It looks like one of those Star Trek critters. I don't know what I've never seen an episode. I've seen one episode a of triple. Star Trek. It looks a triple. like a triple. A triple. Yes. What a nice name. It's a raccoon tail. No, it's a it's like a cat tail. See how happy. Mm. See how happy, and then you can be like, oh, and then it gets even happier. Yeah, hugs, hugs. So okay, <laughs> you got a you got a pet. I don't know its name. Uh, <laughs> Yay! It no, no, he, he can't feel it. You need to, so his tail moves. Okay, yeah, yeah. is that all it does? Yeah, no. Is when you pet it, its tail moves differently? Um, well, and you get the nice therapeutic it <laughs> benefits. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have a real cat. I Well, yeah, that's the thing. This was a Kickstarter, and I ordered it. But this was before, and and it was a joke. It was like a joke because, like, oh, Maddie and I only have one cat, so we need, but we both want to have a nice warm thing to purr on us. And it's before we had, we, we found Francis, the puppy-sized disaster. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get the benefits of not having a real cat. Like, I understand the drawbacks of the alive cat, but this... Can you explain to me the philosophy behind why it's a flat circle <laughs> with a tail and no, it's I not? I can't. I literally cannot. The that... only thing that I can think of is they ran out of money and were like, "This is pleasing to hold." What do you mean they ran out of? But you you backed this when you knew I... that this is what you would get. I... Correct. So <laughs> the... They knew they could have budgeted for a different shape. I have the. It was maybe I don't remember. It was it was in yen, so I don't really okay. remember how much it was. But I know that it was way less money. Oh, see, he got more excited because he came back to his mom. Uh, I have a problem. <laughs> I don't know where the bit. I don't know where the bit starts and or stops and my sincerity begins because it's very pleasant. Um, the oh here, listeners. See, he's happy to be home. Is that why it's squeaking? No, that's I th- um, uh it, that's yes. just you need to oil its, it's tail. Definitely, it's definitely not because the tail is, is squeaky and the mechanics are bad. It's cuz it's happy. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> but this is the whole thing, right? Like it doesn't do anything different than just purr and move its tail at different speeds. I I mean, can you really quantify human emotion and I, I would say joy okay so yes that's all it does <laughs> that's all it does but I can I, I mean in all seriousness um it is kind of meant to, I don't know how to all right he's too excited now stop stop good good round thing um we we've talked about obeyed stop I, it did it did see I no I, it's still okay, going stop. Oh, oh, is it mad now? I think it's mad. Mm. Oh, that's upsetting. No, I think upsetting. it's taking a nap. Oh, wow. So I put it's it down. twitching, though. And it's like I shot it, and it slowly died. It yeah. was like twitching. It's okay. now completely still. Oh, all right. So you just got this today? I did, so after three years. So your cats haven't 
Oh my god. You nope. Can- <laughs> Your have cats not. haven't met it yet. Nope. 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 We'll see how that goes. Um, they have met the robotic. Uh, you remember the orange robotic cat mm-hmm. I have, right? It's still twitching. Yeah. It's still. I'm trying. <laughs> upsetting i'm sorry i was very distracted i have met the robotic what uh the 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 actual it's just a mechanical cat that i have and it goes like it doesn't so much meow as randomly scream well my real life cat randomly screams i that's uh, so yeah actually that's true he so um the my real cats have met the other robot cat i have Uh um and they're not too fond of it. Well, but this guy is made by the people who were inspired by Pero, the therapy seal that I'm a big fan okay. of. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Okay. It was made by people who were inspired by Pero. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Not the people who made Pero. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting way of putting that. <laughs> I mean, to, to be you fair. You could brand everything you make <laughs> with this was made by somebody inspired by Pero. You should put that as a motto of all of your podcasts. <laughs> Inspired by Pero. It would not be wrong. It would not be wrong. Pero is like, it has a face. It looks mm-hmm. like a real seal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, this is literally a circle with a tail. <laughs> it's a circle with a tail. It's like the, it, it looks like the cheapest throw pillow at anthropology and then a mechanical tail. I just don't get it. I don't, I, oh, it's still twitching, no. I don't understand why when you leave it alone for a while, it just moves. Where do you put the batteries? Um, In its anus. Uh, mm. Well, it's it How has. How do you know that's what that is? Um, I mean, Just because of proximity assume, to the tail? Yeah, and it's a hole. It's the only hole it has. I mean, I guess it could be well, in its mouth. <laughs> I don't it could. Know. Yeah. You um, gotta have, you need one to I, have the other. I guess other. you do. Well, it's. Maybe it, it's, you don't need just one. You you don't. Uh, it could be like a sea creature, and it's both. I did. That's exactly. Um, there is an off button, so I'm gonna. Good night, friend. Oh oh, oh it's slowly. Oh no. Is okay, this is going? no longer a bit. It like flailed when I turned it off. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Other than the flailing before it's turned off, uh, or rather, right after it's turned off, um, I'm a fan. Hmm. And, <laughs> but I mean, it, it really makes me appreciate Pero because I think this was maybe, God, I honestly, I probably paid like a hundred dollars for this, I'm which sure you seems did. just gosh darn insane um mm. but it, it does also make me appreciate the three thousand dollar paro and like okay i get how you got to that price yeah but like what about sphero and like little you, you bits like there are robot toys what you can't cuddle a sphero i know but there are like actual cool robot toys that do actual cool things that cost a hundred dollars i that's very true um and i'm i'm you could put I don't know. I have no defense. <laughs> you could put a sex toy in a pillow and it would be essentially <laughs> what that does. What if that's like that's what happened? Like Sorry. that's a long con con. I mean um, I forgot about the family friendly podcast part um, and I apologize they, for my previous they, you didn't say a potty word and we're moving on. That's um true. it's not like we talked about You could put a personal Santa. massager <laughs> in a pillow. Yes. And achieve what you have there mm-hmm. emotionally well and not physically. the tail oh wait yes you could. yes you could alex <laughs> yes you could it would be a very specific type of personal massager but 
I see where you're you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to endorse the Kobo. If you have, I, I don't even know how. I now I need to know how much money I'm I spent on this. Endorse it. Um, so whatever. Cool. Co- Whatever, Kobo. like, rating from 1 to 10 you give it, I'll give it a negative of okay, that. Number. Okay. Um, Just cancel it out. A Tales... I, I swear, we must have talked... Maybe when we talked about... Uh, um, it might have been in our, like, beta roboism, which people can find at uh, archive.roboism.fm. Can they? Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. Um, a tailed cushion that heals your heart. Kubo is a therapeutic robot robot in the form of a cushion with a tail well at least they don't beat around the bush no they're very like you got what you paid for yeah oh when caressed caressed it waves gently when rubbed it swings playfully and it occasionally wags just to say hello oh so that's what that's that flailing what that was, doing. was okay yeah. um it's comforting communication that warms your heart the way animals do <laughs> begin your quote tail therapy unquote today and wrap yourself with fuzzy love it just feels like they <laughs> oh like asked a question and then came to a very different conclusion <laughs> which is like what is it that people like about pets and then they're like it's the tail wagging is what they like so we'll just do just that but there's a lot more to a pet that is lovable very very true which brings us to what i wanted to talk about today um this this just happened to be very good timing Uh, Mm. a friend of the show mr john syracusa sent me a video of this ted talk and normally i'm very circumspect of ted talks because they're ted talks um but it was uh dr kate darling um (laughs) just gave a short ted talk about um how how we have an emotional connection to robots did you watch it nope okay (laughs) okay that's fine that's fine it was a ted talk um it she covered kind of what we talk about all all the time that there's uh you know people anthropomorphize robots to an illogical degree you anthropomorphize robots you talk to your your amazon tube friend I very practically. So, do you ever shout at it in anger? No. Do you ever talk kindly to it? Uh, I talk very utilitarian towards it. I will hmm. shout at it if it's going on some long thing that I didn't want, and then I say, "Echo, stop." Mm, okay. You know. I see. I, I see. don't like. I don't like have emotions at it. Well, that's upsetting because, because <laughs> <laughs> I have, so I'm going to take your rational cold thoughts mm-hmm. um, and uh, talk about how um, you, you, basically and all of this is going to seem like common sense but uh Dr. Darling has, oh, what a lovely name. Dr. Darling has done a bunch of, like, uh, basically experiments on people seeing whether or not they'll torture robots. Um, (laughs) Because why not? That's what people get paid to do when you're in academia. Uh Uh, And she, she actually did a number of things because she was inspired by the robot oh by inspired okay by inspired i mean she literally saw someone holding up a pleo the uh robot 
I almost said robot dragon. Um, the dinosaur robot Pleo. Do you remember that guy? Vaguely. Yeah. It, it, it's just a robot that, um, it's, a, it's a toy that if you held it upside down, it would get very sad and start crying. Um, mm. And that really messed her up. So she started these experiments where she would put a bunch of smart people in a room and have them basically play with these robots that essentially look like spheros. Like they're not they're they're not cute cushions with tails. But then she she told them, "Okay, now everybody destroy your robots." And they're like, "Haha, no, what?" And she's like, "No, seriously, destroy them." And no one would do it. And then she's like, "Okay, destroy another person's robot and you won't have to, you can keep your own mm-hmm. and no one wanted to do that and finally she's like all right i'm going to destroy all of the robots uh unless one of you kills a- at least one of them mm-hmm. uh and or she didn't use the word kill she kept using the word destroy because mm-hmm. when <laughs> it, she didn't say like you know murder the robot right but then Somebody took a hammer to it, and uh, like they were, they were all like, ha 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 ha. But uh, that kind of like booted this whole research of like empathy and uh, whether or not interacting with robots that are um, like have any sort of anthropomorphic tendencies is beneficial or not. Um, so the ones she's using in the experiment were not like anthropomorphized by her in any way or like they were just little they moved around and bleep blooped okay they didn't have like a face yeah yeah um and she actually did do (laughs) experiments with uh children where she did use the words like kill and torture oh my god and uh (laughs) not not surprisingly the children with a more developed sense of empathy didn't you know like go hog wild and beat their robot toys uh-huh. um yeah uh but but the like actually interesting like fascinating part of this is people have been harmed in military combat because they don't want to destroy their uh their their not drones their like landmine seeking robots whoa yeah there have been generals who are like okay that's enough we found enough and then they just stop using it because they have seen so many of them blown up and it's upsetting and and interviewing these people it's just like yeah that's very upsetting and what do those robots look like uh they just look like i'll show you they they look less adorable than the mars rover like that's what i was assuming um so here we go they're they're pretty basic. Like they all kind of look like little cars with a hook, and people get emotionally attached to those. Yeah, wow. um, which I guess like if if you're the person that our tax dollars are uh, paying to, you know, protect us, I guess we I I didn't know how to feel about that because it's wow you it, it's like becoming attached to a car, um, which people do. People become exactly. attached to objects all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, have you become attached to an object? like mechanical or not yes of course as an but as an adult yes oh examples i mean there's like a lot of things that i own that i have emotional connections to like what there's just a ton of things i don't know but but to the to the degree that like okay you let's do the whole you have to save something from a burning house but you're all, all living things are safe do you put yourself in danger to save anything um, I mean, it depends, like, 
that w- that depends so much on the thing and like my physical distance to like I, like is if the building's on fire do I like run all the way back up th- like flights and flights of stairs kind of thing or is it like I have a minute what do I grab hmm. you know like that that really depends. Let's uh, say you can take anything, but you will have second degree burns, <laughs> and, but you won't be incapacitated for more than a month. Um, but you will have permanent scars. Oh my god! All over your arms. <laughs> I don't know this why I'm ridiculous. doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, there's probably some like stuff in my life that is important enough to me that I would get a little bit hurt to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, the- that is, or that is, I think, good. That means you are not a soulless monster. Good job. You've passed my test. <laughs> I, I think there's a, a huge difference between being, like, a soulless monster and, like, not anthropomorphizing your, like, vocal assistance. In- no, I, I agree. Um, and, but the other thing I find interesting actually which is a good thing you don't yell at you're not like alexa stop um in anger just out of practicality where i see a lot of people who don't think they anthropomorphize their uh computers or voice assistants or whatever but they get angry at them in a way that they get angry at a human like oh i that's always a huge red flag for me like whenever i've worked in the proximity of people who like get angry and then mash their keyboard those people scare me (laughs) yeah yeah and and i guess you could i mean I've seen, I've heard the argument of like, oh, don't you ever want to like scream into a pillow or something? But it's like, but you're taking out a human emotion. I I don't know. I guess I'm I'm so suspicious of those people because they're typically also the ones who are like, oh, yeah, it's it's weird to like talk to robots. Like, or I I haven't thought about those things as being connected much before. Like, I I think when you're talking about anger particularly Mm -hmm. like watching people lash out because of anger is scary because it's I don't know like it's one thing to experience anger and then it's another thing to like like react physically violently to that you know and I don't I don't I haven't thought about that being correlated to like people who are more angry tend to like not be into hugging you know what i mean no no i'm not trying to make a correlation to that in any way but more so that we can uh, people with high levels of empathy might be more uh, they might be swayed more easily by say a brown pillow with a tail attached to it Uh um that doesn't like that doesn't necessarily make a person more empathetic it just happens mm-hmm. to be that a lot of empathetic people will all, like the brown pillow robots will but, be more like able to anthropomorphize yeah a faceless robot yeah well, yeah maybe but um mm-hmm. when somebody is like just a total butthead to wait staff that mm. to me that's like oh boy nope 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 hard pass um and i wonder if the same we're going to say see the same thing with ro- robots and jerks does that make sense yeah i think 
So like I think I get they're humans and it's different, but I wonder if I don't know. Yeah, it is. It I think it's a little different, but I I bet yeah, there's like some similarities um, there. But you know, I think because we've we're already seeing people destroying robots, right? Especially oh, Hitchbot. Well, yeah, there's like Hitchbot, and then there's also like people have like security robots now, and like. We're, didn't we read some story a while ago of some like people kicking those over and yeah san francisco has they're very upsetting actually they're like yeah. large cones policing gas stations and like trying to keep homeless people out of areas yeah so like people are uh like physically lashing out at those robots because that is the easiest way to get back at like the system that's behind that particular robot right yeah and, and then and you're, and you're not right, hurting humans right and so they're, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're they're literally raging against the machine in this case. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. Yeah, that's your job. No, to make those jokes. That was a pretty good one. Ugh, I'm I, upset though. <laughs> one good thing that comes out of this, like I I obviously like the squishy, the squishy things that make noise and have some technology behind it um and we both like toys like sphero and stuff that have um, an actual stem utility Mm -hmm. but uh there are a lot of toys that are being developed as educational tools with uh, people who just aren't neurotypical Mm -hmm. like uh, people who are in the on the autism spectrum or people who can like people with synesthesia like there's so many ways that something that doesn't have have a face but can be engaged with in kind of a human way but not what we would typically expect that mm-hmm. is helping a lot of kids and yeah. uh and and it's like you when you're a kid your mind is already super open to that um and i wonder how long it's going to take us to get to the point where adults who have different brains like my brain is super broken and i wonder if if that's why i'm like i want to pet the not real kitty get it <laughs> look at it go i like uh how sad does someone have to be to like cry into a pillow for, i don't know my brain is going all over the place now <laughs> because well because it's broken but also do you think like lonely people are going to be more attracted to like comfort robots? Um, I hope that comfort robots can help with loneliness. That sounds wonderful. What a great solution to that problem. <laughs> what a great solution to humanity. Uh, <laughs> lack of human connection. Because, uh, well, let's say adults might use, uh, let's call them escort robots. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, do you, I, we don't talk about that often, but that's constantly on my mind of like, is don't this going to be a about that good thing? A well, not on air. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing that like, how, how, how Westworld is, are we going to get in I mean, terms it's like of like an age old philosophy sci-fi question, right? Yeah, but like, we're getting closer. I know. <laughs> uh the the other fun experiment that kate darling does is she releases uh hex bugs do you know what you've seen those right doesn't doesn't your land bat have one of those i think i have yeah yes the yes they're cute yeah and see why do you think they're cute they're just little pieces of plastic that look like bugs that run around like cute bugs bugs can be cute how why are bugs cute because they're small but oh okay it's that they're small that you like them 
I mean, that's what makes something cute. But I like when something's real, real big. Like the tor- Totoro's. I don't like a big Totoro. Or I don't like a small Totoro. Give me a big Totoro. Like a, a cockroach the size of a big Totoro would not be cute. Actually, no cockroaches mm, are cute. That's a bad cute. example. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cute. Uh, ladybugs. Ladybugs are cute. Mm-hmm. Or crickets. But if you make them the size of the big Totoro, not so cute anymore. Now I'm scared. I... <laughs> Now I'm just thinking about the time in middle school where a praying mantis got into our gym and we watched it give birth. Uh, And by birth, I mean like poop out an egg, but like it was very upsetting. Um, It's cool. (laughs) It's the most you learned all year. Yep, definitely (laughs) in PE. It sure was a physical (laughs) education. (laughs) Um, At what point is something cute enough that you would want to have it in your life with that that would give you some like actual emotional heft like i'm not going to bring i'm not going to carry out my as attached as i am to my phone i'm not going to take it out of a burning house because all the data is backed up in the cloud uh i okay so what you're what you're asking is are there is there anything like i've uh assigned like or anthropomorphized. Yeah, so not in a something way. that's like sentimental, like yes. not photos or like an irreplaceable object. You're talking about like this thing almost feels like it's alive to yes. me, like a mm-hmm. stuffed animal that I've yeah, or yeah. I don't it think toy I stories. have yeah, I don't think I have anything quite like that that has like hit the same level as that like my cat has hit. Um, well, I hope not. That's <laughs> Yeah. That's that's a bit much. I mean, I, I I am a person who, like, before I got my cat, I th- genuinely thought that, like, having a cat was kind of like having plants, where it's, like, a living creature that you, like, take care of, but they just kind of live in your house. And it turns out my cat is, like, way more of a living thing than my plants are mm, yeah and yep. has like a personality that, that's, <laughs> i can i can Which agree <laughs> my plants do not have and i think that i have a bit of a mental block with robots as far as them having a personality and part of that has to do with the technology that we're at right now and they just they don't have personalities they have very like what, what's the word i'm looking for they're i you could i, I feel like you can see uh, through them um, they're not that it's just not advanced enough well, yeah I'm and I guess that's another thing I'm curious about is like how cute does it have to be versus how smart does it have to be? Like this is <laughs> this thing that I have next to me is a great example cuz it's just a brown pillow with a moving tail. There's no personality and it's also not that cute. Mm-hmm. But when like how smart does something that looks exactly like a cat have to be before you save it? from a burning building i just but then you're getting to a point where it's like the smartness means it's like backed up to the cloud and then i can just get the same a new one like it's a robot i I agree but would your rational brain think that like at some point (laughs) (laughs) this is all the hypothetical this is but this this is a show that we're getting talk about stem but also hypothetical futures with artificial intelligence and where you save a cute cat we're getting to a point like the closest thing that is this is like my video game data right like i play a lot of like sim games Mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. and like those like that all of that saved information that like data the emotions and stuff that's all 
backed up. So like there's no saving any of that from a fire because like I'll mm. still have it. But I, I'm actually just realizing this. That wasn't the case with the switch until like a month ago. So this is true. So what lengths would you have gone to to save my switch? Yeah, I wouldn't. It's like whatever. I'll just play the games again. Think about all your all your relationships in Stardew Valley. They're all gone. I know, but I have like Stardew Valley on like eight different consoles. Okay, this is beat the game in under two years. I don't care. (laughs) Let's Animal Crossing. Also, those are all terrible (laughs) characters. Stardew Valley has some of the worst characters I've ever read. They are mm, awful. I'm going to disagree. Alex, I'm just going to keep making batteries for Maro, and then maybe one day she'll marry me. (laughs) Alex, okay, listen, I married Maro, and (sighs) she's fine but like every single (laughs) character in that game is completely one-sided there are some of the worst narratives like i have i am shocked that my (laughs) timeline on twitter wasn't completely full of like think pieces about how terrible some of the writing in that game is and i know it's like written by one dude and that's super impressive and i don't mean to like you know hate on it but like honestly that's so bad they're upsettingly bad i am going to disagree only because there's such a low threshold for i i i yeah i don't play that game for the relationships i mean i do but it's like the novelty of like this is such a a, a great simulator for a farm and i just happen to want to marry one of the people i just as as a person who's like played all of the harvest moon games growing mm-hmm, up i mm-hmm. just uh it like was stardew valley is so great in so many ways and then just like fails spectacularly in some other ways like and it's not like harvest moon is like greater characters because it's they're all very like anime stereotypes but not even your animal crossing village i do have emotional attachments to my animal crossing villages but like you know i don't know there's a new one coming out in 2019 i i I mean i mean i am counting down the months uh especially because you can back up your data and now you can back up your pokemon with the pokemon bank it's true i'm so happy like i shouldn't be that happy i should not want to have it's not even a cuddly thing it is ones and zeros in tiny pixelated form on a tiny tiny screen i think it's great i like i am a huge fan of all games that let you pet a creature like that is mostly like any game that has that as an interaction i'm sold i can see a scenario where i would put myself in danger for oh man Oh, I'm just realizing something about myself. Mm. At my parents' house, I have this bear named Cubby. And I did not bring Cubby to my apartment because I was like, well, that's like taking him from his place. And and I don't see anything in my apartment really as like nothing. Like my apartment could burn down and I would be very, I guess I'd be sad, but it's also insured. So I'd be like, okay, new couch. (laughs) (laughs) And like, okay, everyone's safe. My cats are here. All right, cool. New couch. Um, yeah. And maybe a PlayStation Pro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, please don't anybody burn down my house. Um, but for some reason, my parents' house in my mind is more secure, which is also irrational. And I know exactly huh. where this bear is. And like knowing like if my parents moved my first thing would be like okay like but i i, I need my freaking bear yeah and it's it's not rational and i don't know why i'm like that uh like i'm like i think people who listen to the show might 
un- realize that I'm s- strange in some ways. <laughs> but this seems like something that I bet other people have. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I wonder, though, if it's like a lot of people are like, oh, family photos and stuff like that. And I want to be like, well, you can scan them. And I'm not even talking about like ones that have like ones that were taken from an iPhone and they're like printed on a fracture and on a wall. Not like some not like a photo from the 50s. Yeah. I don't know if you've uh, ever had the um, uh, well, I guess responsibility of having to scan a ton of photos. I Uh, have. And it makes me want to it was the most stressful thing I think I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't. Oh yeah. Like, Oh, all of these people are dead. And this is the only thing I'm holding. This is the only thing that exists. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not fun. That was a thing that I volunteered to do myself when I was 12. What did, because I was the only one who knew how to do the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) it's not a good job. No, no one should, man, phones are great. Cloud. That's where they should all. That's where they all are. Who I really want to know who was the first person to call it the cloud. Like where in science fiction on, did that come from? When I'm just great. mad. <laughs> like we like I hate the word podcast, but I know where it came from. Like there's no cloud. There's, it, it, it's it's a, beautiful though because you're like ah oh, the cloud. Yeah, it's like uh, we don't want to call it basement in desert. <laughs> right, <laughs> far away server as opposed to. <laughs> close by hard drive oh yeah it's in my it's in the far away server yeah not as catchy not as nice of a little you can't do a little icon with an arrow going up into it is good oh my goodness savannah where can people find you on the far away servers Ooh, uh on twitter i am at savannah million and what about what about all of your amazing artwork uh yeah yeah thank you that's so nice um that I put on Twitter. I also put them on Instagram, which is savmillion, at savmillion. And then also I have a cat, and I have decided to start putting cat pictures on Instagram, and that's at pie the what? land bat. What? What? As pie, P-Y-E. What? what? Yeah. I'm very... Mm. I need to do a better job of broadcasting that. Yeah. But I have a very small yeah. black cat who looks like she might be related to Dracula distantly um N- not like might be like 99 percent like a bat it's a gorgeous gorgeous bat thank you i'm not even follow oh my i'm so mad do about you have this instagrams for your cats i don't i just pollute my your uh, your own yeah. yeah um i because honestly i don't want people following me on instagram anymore or rather i i just don't care like yeah you're just gonna see the same pictures of my cat like 45 times deal with it yeah uh oh my god this beautiful oh <laughs> she looks like a little totoro in this one i'm oh. glad you're so entertained see god. follow my cat oh. instagram it's great content and i will say savannah's black cat photographs so well and i feel like you're almost an ambassador for I do black cats think about that because yeah i've heard rumors that black cats are not uh, as or people are less willing to adopt black creatures because they don't photograph well because black swallows light, but um, your phone cameras are actually pretty good and black creatures photograph very well. Um, Pi is proof. 
and you should absolutely go out and adopt yourself a black critter uh you can find our all of our stuff on at roboism fm on twitter you forgot to say yours oh yeah that's right i'm at alex cox on twitter and maybe instagram and if you have Mm. any comments or feedback about the show you can send them directly to alex (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people I, I keep worrying because more and more people listen to the show but and people keep getting nicer and nicer people have been very nice to us yeah i appreciate that thanks people like right out of the gate there was a ton of meanness and i'm like why is no one attacking us as people this is pleasant mm-hmm. oh now it's gonna happen isn't it no oh it'll be fine um and thank you to everybody who is a relay fm member and gives us money every month that's amazing if yes, you want thank you so much if you want to support the show and relay fm as a network you can go to relay.fm slash membership and you also get what is one of the best things we've ever made uh an interview with <laughs> co-founder of relay fm mike curly uh we interviewed his Roomba named Rob E mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun. it was really great I'm <laughs> still happy about it I miss him uh I should call him back all right I'm Alex Cox and I'm Savannah Million and this has been Roboism thank, thank you, you for listening, sometimes they, they would like not this. be cute if they were large would, 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 do, how, how are you trying to do the thing henry does i don't think i, I don't think i can do the thing henry does <laughs> I'm gonna it's try. a very noble effort i'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, try it's a little ladybug it's a little okay it's a little bug all right <laughs> moving on Yeah, I don't know. Henry hits like a certain ASMR (laughs) note or something. (laughs) All right. Mm. Bugs. Mm. Mm -hmm. What's the cute what's the cutest bug? Is it like a little lily poly? Is it a ladybug? I'm not gonna cry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying a little bit. (laughs) Well You brought that on yourself. This uh, I might put this at the end this of the is what show you get. with some <laughs> a clip of Quest Quest for context. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's context. Oh. There's another podcast that uh, I participate in where uh, one of our co-hosts talks in a, a small voice and makes me cry sometimes. I'm very normal. <laughs> Everything's fine. Anyways. <laughs>